0: Well, the singer has finally spoken out about the insanely wild conspiracy theory on Kyle and Jackie O's show on Kiss. When asked about it, she said, "'Yeah, some people think that I'm not the real me, which is so weird. Like, why would they even think that?' So at my, at my job, we have online ordering and sometimes, you know, customers have special requests and, uh, sometimes they want us to like write things on the cups cause it's for another person. So we will have a, they'll ask us to write like happy birthday, Jenny, or, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, this person, uh, she ordered a, a small caramel latte and she says, please write, just do the next right thing. On the cup, please.
1: Just do the next right thing.
0: Just do the next right thing. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, what does does that even mean? mean? I've been trying to, I've been racking my brain all week. Like, who would imagine? Don't punch the next homeless guy you see. (laughs) (laughs) like, Like, Just, just like, did somebody really fuck up (laughs) or or are they doing right things all the time? And it's just like, keep it going. Like, it's like, imagine if somebody like, you know, somebody came to the office, like, Hey, I got coffee for everyone. Here you go, Cal. Like, (laughs) it's like, just (laughs) just do the next right thing. (laughs) Like.
1: What it is later is that guy is gonna come later and ask me for money. <laughs> and that was his setup. <laughs> it's
0: like my wife needs a gallbladder operation. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like that's my Zen saying of the day: just do the next right thing,
1: <laughs> and only once after that you're off the hook. Dude, yeah, <laughs> you know, she said just. So. Yeah, just
0: just do just do the next right thing, and then you can. Like, piss on as many babies as you want. (laughs) Welcome to Polishing Turds with Nick and Cal. My name is Nick. And I'm Cal. And this is the show where we take a deep dive into the wonderful world of bad music conspiracies. Specifically, We'll be talking about a theory that Avril Lavigne secretly died in 2003 and was replaced by a lookalike named Melissa Vandella. This rumor has been obsessively debated for over a decade now and shows no sign of going away. The questions have been so persistent that Avril herself has had to respond to it on multiple occasions. Now, Cal, had you heard of this conspiracy before we started looking into Avril Lavigne? I
1: had, actually. Mm. I have no recollection of where or how, it's just seeped its way into my unconsciousness. And yeah, I don't know. I heard of it somewhere on my travels through the internet.
0: Yeah, I, I know it's been around for a long time. I just, I actually had not heard it until uh, until we actually were considering whether or not to do Avril. Um, and I think it actually kind of pushed me over the edge over whether or not like we wanted to cover her at all. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we did. It turned out to be, I think, a, a pretty interesting. Series, but I didn't know anything about Avril Lavigne. And like when I started talking about her, kind of fishing for ideas, people were like, "Oh, you mean Melissa Vandela? Like, what are you talking about? But like, no, it's like, no, don't you don't you know? Like, uh, she died and was replaced by a body double. It's See, like, I did
1: not know the name. So I, yeah. I, knew, I knew the theory, and like, I knew that people were putting pictures on the internet that proved it and yep. shit like that. <laughs> I didn't know they went so far as even having a name for the person.
0: They do. And, uh, you know, like different versions of the theory have uh, have different backstories over who Melissa Vandela is and why she was hired and, you know, what her real purpose is. But we will we'll get into all that in the course of this uh, this fun little mini-sode. Now, as wild as the Avril is dead theory sounds, the implications of it being true are quite staggering. Recall from our earlier episodes that Avril's entire career was built on a perception of authenticity. In her very first single, she berates an unnamed acquaintance for acting like somebody else and demands that they promise that she'll never find them faking. Well, could anything be more ironic than those lines being sung by someone who is quite literally acting like they're somebody else? What if it was a secret message in the song? It's like Judas Priest, but forward. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's literally calling someone out specifically. But, uh, honestly, that is like some people have alleged that that is part of it. Is that like they're kind of dropping these little clues, <laughs> Like breadcrumbs? That, yeah, breadcrumbs. That see, uh, we're already into like <laughs> bullshit territory because now, now, Cal, we want to we're
1: going to keep an open mind. Okay. about this, <laughs> you know, because those are that's the most generic. Uh, middle school lyrics that that existed at the time. We (laughs) all were complaining about
0: people being fake, you know? Yeah. I mean, why didn't anybody argue that about uh, Limp Biscuit when they wrote Counterfeit? Maybe maybe Fred Durst is actually a guy named, uh, you know, Steve
1: Asimov. (laughs) Dude, we're still having this argument. Five-fingered death punch knows a bunch of fake motherfuckers. <laughs> and I don't know, man.
0: People just really hate fakes. All right. Well, today, Cal and I are going to get under the skin of this complicated theory that so many skater boys and their girlfriends can't seem to let go of. That was like, a lot of good pun. That was a or callbacks in there. Thank titles. you. That's, uh, that's five. Five Woo! Afro puns in one sentence. I was very proud when I wrote that. (laughs) I'm impressed. (laughs) We'll discuss the basic narrative of the theory, where it originated, and what evidence its adherents present. Once we've weighed all the facts, we'll present to you our grand conclusion on the matter. Because the last thing we'd ever want is for you guys to be thinking for yourselves. All right. Are you ready, Cal? I'm ready like Rush Limbaugh. All right. Well, let's... Let's... um, uh, just talk about the theory, I guess. <laughs> okay, so we'll start off with the uh, the just the basic theory of what uh, supposedly happened here. So there are several variations on the Avril is dead conspiracy, but the basic narrative goes something like this. So Avril uh, Levine blew up uh, to fame in two thousand two, and. Uh, you know, when she was kind of a, this young high school girl out of nowhere, so she wasn't quite prepared for all the paparazzi and uh, and all the constant media attention and the press interviews and all the baggage that comes with being famous, right? Yep. So um, her record company hired a body double who could act as a public decoy, and this would allow Avril to walk out in public and avoid the harassment that came with the. Uh, you, you know right. paparazzi and all okay that like shit. kim jong kim jong il yes or kim jong un it's <laughs> well, that, so much pressure well that's more to avoid being assassinated <laughs> maybe she's worried about that <laughs> yeah, too you
1: never know <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of crazy
0: stalkers out there yeah um and uh you know like this is not the most implausible theory out there like uh it it has happened in the world of celebrity like uh like Kim Kardashian famously did that. She was hiring a body double for a while to go out in public.
1: <laughs> they had to they had to put a a pillow in the butt of the pants of <laughs> that double just to get it to have, <laughs> be feasible.
0: Well, she did this in, partly after she got robbed in in the, in Paris, so it was okay. that was a, a like a, a security concern too. But I've read uh, other stories of celebrities doing this. Like uh, Jim Carrey did this once when he went to Israel to visit the the holy sites. He didn't want, like, he wanted to experience it in peace and uh, and not just be mobbed everywhere he went. So he hired, like, just a, kind of a tall, lanky white guy yeah. to hole up in See, a, a Jerusalem hotel. And he told all the press that he was in that hotel when really he was somewhere else. And they, they bought it. It worked. Like, okay. And, and well, they,
1: he's a little easier to find someone comparable, yeah. I think
0: yeah and i think in that case like the guy didn't even leave the hotel it was just okay. like they're just looking at like a six foot seven shadow in a window sure and things like when's he gonna come out and then uh i also read a story where uh the, the person didn't actually do this but there was some uh wax museum that created a a bust of ed sheeran and <laughs> and they were supposed to like uh they, they had hired him to be there at the unveiling of this like wax figure of Ed Sheeran but he had to cancel at the last minute so they hired somebody that looks like Ed Sheeran. Just <laughs> some like some random ginger ass mofo. Oh, there's a ton of Ed Sheeran types out there. Yeah. Any one of the hobbits from Lord of the Rings would have been fine. So like they did this and they got away with it. Like the guy <laughs> no just like knew. I think the guy just like didn't talk or something, and he was just like it's like, here's Ed Sheeran. Hello. <laughs> so you know. It's not a super common thing, um, especially for an artist that's like this relatively low profile. A non dictator. (laughs) Yeah, a non dictator or a like, you know, trillionaire like Kim Kardashian. But like, you know, it's theoretically possible. Okay, so the record company hires a body double. And according to the conspiracy, the body double's name is Melissa Vandella. And uh, there are various uh, theories of who Melissa Vandella is. I've seen some that say that she is a friend of Avril's going back to high school, but uh, whoever Melissa Vandella is, I should point out that there is basically no evidence that there is a person out there named Melissa Vandella.
1: Well, and that, so that even adds weird, more weirdness to the story of, or the theory. Cause like, Finding a, a body double for yourself, I would imagine, is challenging enough. But finding one that went to your fucking high school seems incredibly <laughs> unlikely to me. Yeah. And as we a, know,
0: she, she came from a small town. So, like, you're well, talking a small pool. A, maybe here. it's a, a small town with a very small gene pool. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, they were like, there are three people that settled the town 100 years ago. And now, just, you know, they all look alike. <laughs> Almost all of them just look exactly like Avril. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, we don't know where the name Melissa Vandella came from. So it could be because she doesn't exist, or it could be because the architects of this conspiracy just erased all traces of her existence with Jason Bourne-level
1: precision. She had to put her fingerprints on an orb like Men in Black, and they sear them <laughs> they off. Sear
0: them off. Like her social security was deleted. You're a non-person
1: now. <laughs> Why am I going to be a secret agent? No body <laughs> double for Avril Levine.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, Melissa is hired to be Avril. You know, presumably she does a good job. And, uh, at some point in this process, Avril decides to teach Melissa how to sing. And, you know, it must work because in order for this to be true, uh, she would have had to have taught Melissa to sing basically exactly like Avril does. So not only does she have a, a similar body structure and face, but just the pipes are, are identical. I could see this being a teen movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a, uh, you know, what are the Olsen twins up to? Yeah. Like they could, they could make the biopic of Melissa Vandela. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, now here is where the story takes a bit of a dark turn. You see sometime in 2003, During the recording of Avril's second album, Under My Skin, Avril died by suicide. Oh, shit. This is apparently precipitated by the death of her grandfather, which actually is a a true historical fact. Uh, So the depression that she felt from her grandfather dying, as well as all the pressure of fame and celebrity in general, it just it got to be too much. It weighed too much on her mental health and uh, she couldn't take it anymore. Okay. All All right. So, uh, Avril dies by suicide and instead of reporting the death to the police, Avril's record label, Arista, just decided to, you know, take Melissa Vandela and pass her off as the real Avril Levine. Okay. Well, you put all this work into the marketing. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's a sunk cost, yep. Cal. Uh, they've invested millions in her. She is a top selling artist and, you know, it's, it's not like dead people, ever make money, you know, when was the last time you ever saw a Nirvana record in stores? (laughs) There's no way to market the death of an, of an artist like Avril. And uh, yeah, so they had no choice, but to just trot Melissa out on every tour and in every interview and in every music video and uh, just do that forever. And uh, the ruse was apparently so brilliant that for 19 years, they've gotten away with it and they've completely pulled the wool over our eyes. It happens all the time, <laughs> according to conspiracy theorists. The, the world is just a dark, evil place and there's always somebody pulling the strings. Yes, absolutely. The, the greed, especially of the music industry knows no bounds. And I think it's really just worth pausing to appreciate the, the risk that uh, that Arista records took because uh, you know in order for this to work um her body would have had to have been discovered by someone at Arista you know yeah, whether they be, were there first somehow yeah like obviously it couldn't have been her family or friends cuz they would have reported it to the police they would have been horrified um a random stranger i presume would have done the same thing but uh, the record company like you know, it, it could have been just as simple as some guy, like, imagine, like, you are a mid-level executive at Arista Records. Uh, you're walking down the hallway, uh, sipping a chai latte, and, uh, you're, you're just, you're checking your watch. You're about to check on your prize pig, Avril Lavigne. She's worked on her second album, you know, maybe <laughs> it's going to sell 20 million copies. Maybe it's going to be even better than the first. You, this, this is
1: happening in the studio, then? It's happening it's, it's, okay. it's in, the, st-
0: in the studio. Like, you're, you're you're just about to knock on the door and check in on her. You open the door, you you see her hanging from the ceiling fan by a, a, a necktie her that necktie she had. <laughs> from, the, from the look, you spit the latte out of your mouth. Yeah. You're horrified. You're oh, racing around the studio. What what do I do? Oh my god! What she, do I do? She went and made things so complicated. <laughs> so so you just you're, you panic. Your breathing is heavy. And you're just, you're thinking about the sales charts in the red and like, you know, (laughs) what are you going to do? You know, how are you going to explain to your wife that the Hummer H3 is going to have to get repossessed? But then all of a sudden you come up with an idea. It's like, wait, wait, wait. No, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. You go back into the hallway. You look to your left. You look to your right. Nobody's around. You just, you start to think to yourself, can I get away with this? Can I actually get away with this? And so, you know, just without even thinking, you you know lay Avril's body out, roll her out on a studio rug, and then just <laughs> sneak her out in the dead of night, throw that corpse in the dumpster, and then you dial Melissa Vandela. <laughs> Say, hey, Melissa, got a new job yeah, for you. You need full-time work. <laughs> Clear your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it just and just just you know just appreciate that they would rather risk going to jail for the rest of their lives yep. than to lose a couple million more records just those dastardly Again, it dastardly just, yep,
1: people just goes to show how evil
0: and uh and just and give melissa Vandela credit because she performed this duty you know not only, you know, fooling all of Avril's relatives and her friends <laughs> and her bandmates and every single acquaintance that she had, but just knowing that maybe she got into, you know, whatever th- this line of work to become an actress. You know, she thought she'd be doing various movies and TV shows. She got she gets this kind of entry level gig as a body double for Avril Levine. But now she has to do this permanently. Forever. Forever. It's her only gig that she'll ever have. And she can never be Melissa again. She can never see her family <laughs> again.
1: What if they're all in on it, though? The bandmates know. The families know. <laughs>
0: they, 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 Maybe they've all been paid off. Yes. That's I, how. You don't know how deep this goes, Nick. I mean, Cal, if uh, if I like died somehow and you found someone with a, a similar voice to mine and uh and that guy just just showed up to your house one day and be like all right dude let's uh let's like, let's cover up." Bu- uh,
1: <laughs> i wonder if i could theoretically replace you could i do it could i get in the mind of a nick would they ever know used to say we looked similar <laughs> i would have to
0: deepen my voice <laughs> you just like you walk you walk across the table be like that's funny man <laughs> So anyway, the Bloodhound Gang were formed in 1996. <laughs> you know, Nick, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> the wheels are spinning here, Cal.
1: No, this this all makes sense so far. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see any issues.
0: Yeah. Okay, so at this point, you guys are probably wondering, how did this diabolical scheme ever come to light? Well, believe it or not, the whole thing started in South America. God, just like Zika. <laughs> I haven't thought about Zika in forever. (laughs) It got overshadowed by COVID. It's a has been virus. Yeah. Like, don't you kind of feel bad for like uh, H1N1 and uh, Ebola and all these? Like, they're, yeah. Like, they are to COVID what like poison and Motley Crue were to Nirvana. Like, they just, like, overnight, they just got kind of blown out of the water. You're gone. You're done. We're bored. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, South America. On May 6th, 2011, an anonymous Brazilian blogger published a post entitled Avril está morta, or Avril is dead. There's a version of this post that's still active today if you guys ever want to check it out. Um, The only problem is that the entire blog is in Portuguese, and I do not speak or read Portuguese, and I could not find an English translation.
1: I uh, I did this research for you for once. Yeah, so I I did. I ran it through Google Translate.
0: Yeah, how did how it turn out?
1: Pretty good. I mean, you can you can read the article um, if you have the patience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I hit a wall where I was
0: like, I I am so done reading this. And that's the thing is like this motherfucker is long. It's super long, and uh, it's just it's basically an endless series of photographs and lyric samples, video clips, and all this stuff was like just kind of recycled by other avril conspiracy theorist so like it's not really necessary to read the the original thing but like this 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 motherfucker put a lot of work yeah. into this project i like how you say avril conspiracy theorists too like it's like flat earthers like there's a community <laughs> of these people there, there is like uh th- they even have a name they call themselves avril rangers <laughs> go go I, avril rangers i don't know what i expected but it was not Avril rangers <laughs> i love it now for several years the Avril death theory was confined to Brazil but then in October of 2015 it was stumbled upon by a BuzzFeed reporter named Ryan Broderick while he was visiting the BuzzFeed Brazil office some of Ryan's colleagues told him about a goofy internet rumor that Avril Levine was dead Ryan found it so hilarious that he started tweeting about it and thus the gates of hell were opened to the English speaking world Ryan's tweets went viral, and the rumor was picked up by pop culture blogs like Gawker and Noisy. And before long, these self-declared Avril Rangers were sharing evidence and propounding their own theories. Nothing in the world gets the internet going like a bunch of half-completed facts,
1: like begging for (laughs) you to complete the narrative yourself. And then it just like
0: people collectively just go off the deep end on this stuff. It's, I mean, you could cite countless examples, not just in this, but in politics and, I don't know, video gaming, internet lore. Like, Anything. there's just, there's there's so much. I've, uh, just to, like, even keep it confined to, you know, music, because that's what this show is, um, I'm sure a lot of you know there's a theory that Tupac is alive and living in Cuba somewhere. That one's uh, true. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, have you, have you, did you go to Cuba and, and, and see him? No, I just know it in my soul. Oh, yeah <laughs> he he maybe he ghost wrote uh we Beefin" for wendy's <laughs> so you're wondering how they how that that rap got so good um there's another theory that's uh this one's kind of offensive but there's a theory that stevie wonder actually isn't blind <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> that's a- like he's been faking what's it all these years? And it's like someone threw a ball at him and he caught it like what's <laughs> no, like? i think i didn't look into this one because it's just so ridiculous <laughs> but um supposedly he was like at the grammys or something and uh he was presenting some award and he appeared to look down at the card that he was holding <gasps> and, like, <that's>, that bastard <laughs> just like because god knows like you know He's not really a great songwriter. He never really would have gotten yeah. anywhere if people just didn't feel bad for him right. of being blind. So he had to he had to come up with a gimmick, you know, like, uh, so yeah. like What if I just like what if I just put these sunglasses on, and <laughs> <laughs> made everybody think I was blind? <laughs> but you know, I don't know. Ask Stevie Wonder. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him on what the show. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> and then we'll like. Uh, and then we'll like we'll sit across from him and we'll like just keep giving him the finger to see if he really <laughs> is blind and then when he like when he like flinches like we'll know that he was he really was faking it all along. <laughs> okay, so back to the theory. This uh, this guy Ryan Broderick tweets it. It it goes viral. It goes way beyond whatever he intended. Like obviously like people aren't taking it as a joke. People are taking it seriously. And then it after a while, after a few months you know the mentions kind of die down and things kind of go back to normal but then like uh then about 2 years later in 2017 uh, something interesting happens so this is in may of seven, 2017 there is a sudden spike in uh in mentions of the Avril Lavigne death conspiracy theory and this spike was precipitated by a high school girl who went by the twitter handle and i'm not sure how to pronounce this cal but it is uh, Givenchy ass <laughs> at Givenchy ass Givenchy ass G-I-V-E-N-C-H-Y-A-S-S. <laughs> uh, Givench-yas. G-I-V-E-N-C-H-Y-A-S-S. I- I'm going to assume it's Givenchy ass. I don't know what that's meant to mean, but it's by all accounts, it's just some high school girl. And, uh, you know, this Givenchy ass, uh, person, uh, she, she just like blurts out this gigantic 50 post tweet storm, that uh, alleges, you know, the, the basic stuff we already mentioned that Avril died, uh, in 2003 and that she was replaced by Melissa Vandela And, uh, basically all the evidence that she cites, um, it originates from this, uh, Brazilian blog from, uh, six years earlier. And, but even though like, there's not a whole lot of new evidence that she's presenting, uh, this, this shit blows the fuck up. Like, uh, her her tweet storm got uh retweeted over 250,000 times. Well, Again, she's not a celebrity, she's just some random chick. It's
1: nice that she has hobbies. <laughs> I'm glad Linda's applying herself online.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my god, like can you imagine if like one of your daughters like was like just more relevant than you for a reason <laughs> like this? <laughs> Like what did you do all day, honey? It's like it's like you learn, you know, biology. It's like no, mom, I'm tweeting. Yeah, I'm uncovering the truth about Avril Lavigne. I
1: absolutely do not want viral fame for anyone in my family, including myself.
0: That is just too <laughs> much attention. No, that's, that's too an, weird. There's just like I've we've never seen a scenario where that works out well for anybody. No, <laughs> starting with Rebecca Black, it's just it just seems like an absolute. It's a nightmare that everybody seems to chase.
1: Yeah, when you start getting into this, hundred thousand plus people have viewed something you said or did. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The the sensible Midwestern in, or Midwesterner
0: or Wind in me is just like afraid of that. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and I'm sure that like she was getting all kinds of comments. Like in addition to like the people who believe her, I'm sure she was getting all kinds of stuff. Like. You stupid bitch! Like, right. You know it's like it's like you're a fucking moron.
1: And like I would have just messed with her. I would have made a, a handle called like FBI or something. It's like, <laughs> delete this right now. You are you in know 2D. what's Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you walk away.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, so that all happens in uh, 2017, and 2017 is also the year that Avril, or should I say Melissa, finally acknowledged. The rumors. So, and uh, in November first, she does this uh, Facebook live where she's answering all these questions from fans, and she gets asked uh, directly about the conspiracy by uh, actually multiple fans, and you know she basically laughs it off. Like uh, she's clearly aware of it, but she just kind of says like, "Oh, they've got nothing better to do. It's just a dumb internet rumor." You know, that's what something a body double would say. <laughs> and that's a, like, that's the thing is like, there's almost nothing that she could say that theorists no, I would know, be satisfied yeah. by. Yep. Like, like this was used by some as evidence, like, oh, it's like oh, well, don't you think she'd be more upset by people saying this about her? Isn't that suspicious that she's just kind of laughing no, at oh, all? it's
1: exactly like when you're accused of murder and you're in like a documentary or even on the stand. Yeah. If they already think you did it, no matter how much you cry, that's the wrong amount. Yeah, you're either acting, or you're not upset enough. Or yeah, like, cri-
0: crisis actors. Like, like if his, if my child died, I wouldn't like cry and then laugh about it. Like, you know. Yeah, it's everyone reacts to shock differently, man. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> so yeah, so but, but basically, Avril herself is just kind of dumbfounded, and she wonders how anyone could believe such a thing. Oh, well, Averil. She clearly <laughs> a overestimates <lot> of <laughs> the human race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we are going to move on to the uh, so-called evidence that supports this theory. Now, as with our Miley Museum episode, I'm going to be supplementing this section with some visual exhibits that Cal and I are going to examine together. So I have uh, classified the evidence into four broad categories, physical evidence, vocal evidence, artistic choices and random shit. So the, uh, the category of physical evidence, this category, uh, basically deals with the alleged changes in Avril Lavigne's face and body that people have noted over the years. And, uh, these people have, uh, like obsessively poured over every aspect of Avril Lavigne's, uh, appearance from her, the shape of her eyes and her nose to, down to the, the molds on her right arm. <laughs> okay. And, uh, well, basically, uh I've got a, a bunch of, uh, files that I just emailed to Cal. Um, they're not very well organized, but, uh, they're, they're basically a bunch of before and after photos. So let's just, uh, let's just click on them and you can, uh, describe, uh, what we're, what we're looking at. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, open up, uh, some of these, uh, Uh, jpegs
1: all right time lapse go all
0: right so cal we just uh looked at uh like six or seven different photos uh before and after avril lavigne and do they look like two different people
1: no if you're (laughs) using your imagination yes but i to me it looks like the natural aging of two photos taken 14 years apart and possibly some subtle work, like like a very like a very minor facelift, or like a very minor. I'm not. I don't even know that she's had that done. I'm just saying, like you could easily attribute some of these minor changes to something <laughs> like that. But Cal, celebrities never like get their <laughs> facial features no, surgically no, changed. No, not at all. Like who ever heard of such a thing? And there's also, there's one focusing on moles on her arm. Mm -hmm. And I find that one especially funny because it it shows four moles in one picture and then they're gone in the next picture. And like, where'd they go? (laughs) Like these people have not heard of Photoshop. Yes. And like on a magazine cover that they might airbrush away a few blemishes. Like, I don't.
0: Yes. So some of these photos are candid shots and some of them are clearly staged. Yeah. um, You know, like magazine photos. And even, even if you don't, like, you can leave photoshop and plastic surgery out of the equation like even just very clever makeup yeah make a person look completely different
1: yeah L- and stuff like lighting yeah what camera it was taken with there's all sorts of weird yeah. crap that ma- makes people look different in pictures
0: also yeah and just also the obvious fact that she was 17 in some of these and like 29 yeah. in others they they don't look different enough to validate anything yeah and yet, like just like some people will post uh, the before and after photos or the like, Avril versus Melissa photos, and they will like just insist like you cannot tell me this is the same person. And it's like, dude, that, I saw look, that is the same person. Yeah,
1: I saw Christian Bale in The Machinist and then later in <laughs>
0: Batman Begins, and that's a much more drastic transformation. It's, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, that's uh, that's one of the more common types of evidence that people uh, tweet out there all right so the second category is the uh, category of vocal evidence and this deals with the supposed changes in avril's singing style between 2003 and uh, a year or two afterwards and the basic claim here is that at some point avril started singing certain songs in different keys and uh much like we saw in uh, our miley mm-hmm. episode yep um so I'm going uh, to, there's, there's a number of these videos out there, but I'm going to play you guys something that I found off of a YouTube channel called eArchive, and this video splices together uh, clips from two different performances of Skater Boy, one uh, from the Let Go era and another one from a few years after that. And uh, I think uh, you will actually be able to hear a difference between the two. So uh, let's uh, cue up uh, that clip. All right.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, so are you convinced yet, Cal? Like, I, are those not two completely
1: different human beings? <laughs> I, I have learned that you can convince yourself of anything in this. <laughs> if anything, that proves it to me more the other way. Because like that that everything we the differences we heard could again, like we just said in the physical evidence one, could be attributed to as minor of like the monitor was set up better for her in one performance than the other, or yeah. like she's just a little older and I don't, you know, she's been performing live for years. You tend to get a little better or worse.
0: Yeah. So I think you hit the nail on the head there, Cal. Um, I watched uh, another video uh, that broke down the clip that you just heard. Um, It's by a vocal coach named Mary Z and uh, she kind of like examined this a little bit. And her basic take was basically like two main points. Number one is like, as you just mentioned, These clips are taken from completely different performances at completely different venues with different microphones, soundboards, uh, you know, and even like post-production mixes. And not to mention the people uploading them to YouTube are are doing them with like compressed files. And like, so there's just like, even if she performed like two separate nights back to back at Carnegie Hall, like uh, with the same equipment, like Different people could upload them, and they could sound yeah. very different. Yeah. So it would stand to reason that, you know, two years later with a completely different crew and a completely yeah. different equipment, like it's just I, I don't you're not going to hear the exact same thing. I don't get these
1: guys' argument here. Like, what? What's? What is their theory that people are complete robots and like if I pick up a guitar, <laughs> I will play you the song the yeah. exact same way every single
0: time I do it yeah, forever? If you've listened to this show long enough, like you've heard. Like the sound mix on every episode is a little bit different like you know yeah part of that's like, we've learned shit yeah we've learned shit and sometimes like we like fuck up the levels <laughs> yeah, or that's or sometimes true. i come in like and i've like had too much coffee or or cheese that day and my, my son phlegmy my kid has
1: come in here and messed with all the knobs on the thing <laughs> yeah.
0: it's just like it's like no but that means they're te- two separate people where the real kalanick they're being they're being prisoner in a, bu- in a bunker <laughs> somewhere no so like so that's that's the first point is that like uh Different performances, different, like, you know, equipment, different circumstances. But then the, uh, the other point is that, like, as you mentioned, Cal, like, she has been performing for a long time. And in the, in the opinion of this professional vocal coach, she did basically get trained in, in, uh, in singing <laughs> to sing better, essentially. Yeah. Like, uh, in, in their early performances, you can see that she's, she's clearly not, like singing in the most uh, like efficient way possible. She's like, uh, her vo- her voice is, her larynx is getting strained. Like, yeah, uh, it sounds more amateurish. Yeah. It's like the way I sing. It's yeah, exactly. It'd be like, like us doing karaoke at a bar, yeah. but, but clearly being on the road, she either like figured it out for herself or somebody hired a vocal coach, coach for her. Cause you know, she's a uh, signed to a record label. They yeah. have millions invested in this shit. She, she started singing higher, and in in different keys, but that doesn't really that doesn't really mean anything other than that she started singing different. And I can tell you that like every artist that we've studied, I've noticed that at some point I've noticed oh, that yeah. there's been a change in their vocal style watching live video of them yeah. over the years. Oh god, <laughs> even just from aging. Yeah,
1: you can't go up and do that every single night and not expect some wear and tear. Like you will change.
0: Yeah, like I've noticed it with. With Miley, with Billy Ray, with Scott Stapp, like even with like fucking Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, I'd
1: say metal is one of the m- most easy to tell. Yeah. They always come out with this ferocious growl, and by the time they're old, they just sing like they drunken sing the sailors. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it could be because there's two different Aprils <laughs> that sound almost the same, but not quite. Or it could be just one person changing their style (laughs) a little bit
1: so far, man, this theory is failing me. Like I was looking forward to some spooky shit and uh, I, anyone buying into this has a mental problem is where I'm at so far. Hold on, Cal, because we haven't gotten to (laughs) all the evidence. I'll I'll withhold my judgment.
0: Okay. So the third category uh, of uh, evidence is what I'm calling artistic choices. And this category encompasses uh, certain decisions that Avril made during the latter part of her career. Decisions that some believe are so out of character, they could not have been made by the real Avril. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, And uh, what are these decisions? Well, they include uh, some um, of the following. We mentioned in our uh, our previous episodes that Avril had uh, certain changes in fashion, right? Yep. Um in the beginning she had a very defined look. She had the tank top and the bracelets and the tie and the baggy pants and the converse sneakers. Yep. But then uh, you know, suddenly, you know, by the time that girlfriend comes around, she's wearing skirts and uh, you know, she's got pink highlights. And what the fuck is that shit? No, I know. She she was gonna be that skater
1: girl forever. We all know it. And she would never, ever do
0: something to stay relevant or sell more records. Because there's nothing that fans like more than an artist that does the exact (laughs) same same thing in perpetuity forever. (laughs) I mean, you know, occasionally you'll have some random whack job like David Bowie or Madonna or Prince that'll like just keep coming out with different shit. But that just, that stuff never lands. Right. Like people, people hate it. No everyone
1: wanted ziggy stardust over and over forever yeah he he <laughs> He, tanked his, he tanked
0: his career by doing what what the fuck is this aladdin saying like you know we're, yeah, we're done with that's you, why <laughs> a lot of people still think he's called david bowie <laughs> so yeah so um for some people like they just could not get over the the blasphemy of avril lavigne wearing skirts in public when that is clearly not what god intended god, what a bitch and then, uh, you know, then there are other decisions like, uh, her, you know, musical choices that she made. Uh, recall the the very bizarre song, Hello Kitty, where suddenly right. she's doing dubstep. So that argument makes sense. <laughs> I have to say, I agree. That's one of the stronger yeah. pieces of evidence that like... No I... sane person would release that track. <laughs> so, okay. Point to the conspiracy yes. <laughs> theorist on that specific song. But, um, you know, I, I didn't mention this in the last episode, but uh, you know that Chad Kroger is listed as a writer on that song. So, what the fuck? So something- I bet
1: you he was responsible for the fat kid eating
0: s- Smarties <laughs> like line. Like a fat or- kid on a pack of Smarties? Yeah. That, I, that has Chad written all over it. <laughs> it's, it's from a discarded Nickelback lyric. It's like, fat dance- kid on a bunch
1: of Smarties! <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I see Yeah. You can tell his stupid ass stuff. (laughs) Oh, Chad, your time is coming. And then, uh, but I think the choice that they focus on the most tends to be Avril's lyrics. And uh, as we kind of hinted at before, the conspiracy theorists maintain that certain Avril Lavigne lyrics contain hidden clues that point to her untimely demise. So this all goes back to the original Brazilian blog, and it highlights lyrics from the Under My Skin album, including the song Nobody's Home, which we played in part one of this series. Um, All right, Cal, we are uh unfortunately going to do the thing once again where we have one of us <laughs> read right. song lyrics, but this time I'm keeping it fair. So this time... We're gonna flip a coin. Okay. And uh,
1: uh, I don't have a coin.
0: We could use this this NyQuil cap. Okay. Yeah. Let's flip a NyQuil cap. <laughs> um, uh, concave side down is <laughs> is me. Okay. <laughs> right side. We're, we're improvising. <laughs> Hang How on. You,
1: let's let's redo that. We'll go over here.
0: Okay, um That means me Alright it's Cal all convex right. side Alright <laughs> Okay Cal uh so why don't you just recite <laughs> these uh these ominous lyrics What's wrong what's wrong now?
1: Too many too many problems Don't know where she belongs where she belongs. <laughs> she wants to go home, but nobody's home. It's where she lies broken inside, with no place to go. No to dry her eyes, broken inside. It's all right there in the song. It was hiding
0: in plain sight.
1: There's no way that was a generic teen angst anthem. That was a cry for help.
0: (laughs) You know, Cal, this is my favorite category of uh, conspiracy theory where people allege that... um, whoever perpetrated the conspiracy is trying to drop clues <laughs> you know like whether it's trump doing cue proofs or if you look at the
1: first letter of each line and make a word out of it it'll
0: say help me and that was my clue so like, you know it's like the the implication being that the person who has the most to lose from the conspiracy being uncovered is the one that is directly contributing <laughs> to it being uncovered. It's like the Zodiac Killer. Like yeah. <laughs> they want to be caught. it's, like, it's a yeah. game to them. So, so like Melissa Vandela, like even though like she gets to live this like prince and pauper life where she lives out the you know this role of a worldwide uh, celebrity she feels guilty about it inside <laughs> and uh she like she that has to come out somehow <laughs> and uh she she lets it out through the lyrics of this right. song i'm a body double i'm a body double <laughs> Let me, this is uh, not a this song, song. Dance. <laughs> and uh and of course arista like it go even though they're you know, committing a gigantic felony by perpetrating this this fraud they uh they don't like uh, bother to read yeah. the lyrics and, and 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 edit that out
1: look it looks like you're uh, uh putting clues to what we did in the song and i uh, i'm okay with that as long as we auto tune it <laughs>
0: They'll never notice. Those <laughs> dumb kids will buy anything. They just want to shake their butts. Another uh, another song they point to from uh, that album is the song My Happy Ending, um, which, uh. like, you know, like, when I first heard it, I thought, like, well, this is just a generic ass breakup song. But then, no, like, when she's singing So Much For My Happy Ending, she's really saying... My ending is very, very sad. Like, <laughs> I'm actually going to kill myself and let everybody know about it. And also not to mention the fact that, as we discussed, the whole album was written by Chantel Kriviasik. So, Right. right. Like,
1: well, she was in on it too. She's in on, yeah, That's another she's in layer. On another layer to the onion.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, like, so just imagine that like, she's in the studio every day working on songs with Avril, and then... All of a sudden, like, uh, Melissa shows up to the session. It's like, it's like, Avril, do you look a little bit different? It's like, it's I, like, I don't give a shit. I'm getting I, paid. I, I, I changed my hair. Like, you know, like, uh, I just got new clothes. <laughs> like, okay, well, uh, let's hear the song that I just wrote. It's called Nobody's Home. <laughs> I can see her though. She's like, okay, you're clearly someone else, but whatever. I'm getting paid. <laughs> I just want, to, uh- <laughs> I, I just want to go home. <laughs> okay. So then, uh. Then the fourth category of evidence is what I'm just calling random shit because uh, that's basically what it is. It's a lot of uh, pieces of evidence that don't really fit into the other categories. And we won't dive into these too much, but they include things like um, the alleged changes in Avril's handwriting. So um, I think, I think it was on her first album uh, on the lyric sheets. They're all handwritten out in what is supposedly yeah, Avril Lavigne's handwriting. I, I'm sure. Yeah, of course, because they would never, they would never lie about that. Just like they lied about her songwriting right? and, and everything else. But uh, so, but then, like some internet sleuth compared that to some tweet that was supposedly her handwriting, and they look different. <gasps> so, oh! oh my god. <laughs>
1: Definitely means one died.
0: Yeah, obviously. That's there's no other rational conclusion to draw. <laughs> and then another was uh, um, Avril's uh, increased comfort with fame. Yeah, I get it. People so, don't grow. No. So like, if if you if you watch a lot of interviews with uh, Avril from between like 2002 and like 2007, like the early ones, like it it is clear that like she is kind of awkward. And she doesn't really like know how to handle herself when she's being asked the same question 29 times by, you know, some local DJ in Kansas City. Like, and, and like, she doesn't really have a, like, a a go to public persona yet. Like, she is just kind of awkward and, and shy and, like, really just kind of a, a regular ass teenager. And, and, but then, like, by, a few years later, like, she kind of has the game down a little bit, and she poses for, you know, red carpet photos, and she even, like, kind of smiles at paparazzi every now and then. And I I would venture even further to this, say that, like, she kind of, like, in the earlier in, uh, clips, like, you can kind of notice more of a, a distinct Canadian accent. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, like, so so what caused this uh, kind of change? Did (laughs) she just naturally get used to being in the same position day in and day out for years and years? Or, or (laughs) did... I'm willing to bet she had
1: evil producers breathing down her neck. Canadian accents are not sexy. We have learned. We've done research. We found out. We will set you up with a dialect coach. (laughs) You're going to
0: sound American, damn it. You gotta cut that out with your O's. <laughs> and then when she couldn't do that well enough, uh, they just like they just they let her disappear, and they had her yeah. replaced. <laughs> like you know, all right, Melissa. <laughs> next, as they say in the NFL, next man, next, next man up. Everything about this
1: girl is working great, except that fucking Canadian accent. <laughs> you know, if she killed herself,
0: we could just replace her, and it would it'd be a blessing to us. <laughs> And then uh, some people even cite um, her decision to marry Shad Kroger (laughs) from Nickelback. All right, that that one, like (laughs) we said, point taken. I have no
1: argument there. There's
0: no way the real Avril would date the guy from Nickelback. (laughs) I refuse to believe it. (laughs) I I find truth in that. Yeah, again, okay, like it's just... I will admit that that decision is difficult to <laughs> explain. Cause like, again, I, I don't, I don't like to body shame people, but Chad Kroger, I don't think he's the best looking guy in the world. No. <laughs> and, uh, and if you're going off of songwriting talent, I don't know about that either. Uh, we don't know what he brings to the table is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he's a millionaire, but so are you. Right. Maybe, maybe they're just like the same hockey team. I don't know. <laughs> and then, uh, but then there is, uh, there is another piece of evidence, and this one gets cited an awful lot. And this may be where the Melissa Vandella name actually comes from in the first place. So, Cal, I want you to dig up, uh, that email I sent you earlier. And, uh, there's one particular photo that I want you to take a look at. So you've got it pulled up? Yeah. Um why don't you describe what, what is what is in there? What's going on? That's a Melissa hand.
1: So, so what I mean by that is <laughs> it, she's she's got it's Avril with the word Melissa written on her closed fist and she's holding it up uh in front of her face kind of.
0: Yeah. So like this is a this is some like like uh I I presume like a red carpet or some type of staged photograph where she is she's posing with the word melissa written on the back of her hand okay so that's melissa trying to tell the world another breadcrumb. Really crumb, is. Another red crumb. Um, so and this one like i don't have an honest to goodness explanation for why she did this like i think it's like when
1: aaron Rodgers talks about retiring in the offseason <laughs> she is she's Just to be a troll yeah she's messing with people that's my guess it seems funny after, like, years of this not dying. What would be really <laughs> funny? Go to a red carpet, write Melissa
0: on my hand, <laughs> hold it up. It's, like, yeah. low effort. Well, I think... Because I, I think this one predates the conspiracy itself, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, um, well, that makes this all even
1: dumber, then. Because yeah. that's them now finding
0: things to fit their preconstructed narrative. Yes. So, I think, uh, like... Who the fuck knows why she wrote Melissa on the back of her hand? It could be a breadcrumb or it could be like just some kind of inside joke. Like she's got a friend named Melissa and like, shout I'm going to give you a shout out. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Watch this bitch. Like <laughs> it, it, any, there could be any number of reasons for that. Like she, she, she told us she's a crazy bitch. Yep. <laughs> like, I know. She, 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 and nothing says crazy like writing a friend's name on your hand. I mean this might be the actual ass craziest thing she's ever done. Besides marrying Chad Craig. would have
1: been hilarious if she put like like Nick, I'm gonna give you a shout out. No, it says Nick equals
0: dumb on my <laughs> <laughs> I mean that'd be awesome and true. But but no, so yeah, so like this is like this is actually a very big part of the of the conspiracy narrative is like why would she write why else would she write right. melissa on her hand why? She is trying to tell us why else except that she's actually a body double yeah it's like oh she she is tired of living the life of avril Levine. she wants to go back to being melissa but she's trapped cal they are forcing her at gunpoint they they've got armed guards at her house every night. They just every night. Say, you better stay, Melissa. See and never die. See. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So that wraps up our portion of diving into the evidence. And now that we've weighed all of it, um, you know, we've just deliberated with our very rational, impartial minds. It is time now to reach our verdict. What do we think, Cal? Did Avril Levine really die in 2003? Did we spend most of the last episode covering the life and career of Melissa Vandella? Is our whole childhood a lie?
1: Yeah, clearly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. dude, she married Chad Kroger and she wrote Hello Kitty.
0: Yes, I was skeptical until I saw the Melissa hand and then suddenly <laughs> it, it all, all fell into place. <laughs> <laughs> all right but in all seriousness i mean it, it, this did not take this isn't like debunking 9-11 conspiracies this Hang was on. pathetically easy this i you know like it, this shit makes QAnon look at look intelligent right? yeah i just and what really frustrated me while doing the research is that i saw a lot of videos of various like influencers and youtube people covering this and so many of them were like you know, it sounded silly at first, but then when I started looking at the evidence, it actually sounded pretty legit. Right. Like, even the ones who clearly didn't believe it were, like, giving credence to a lot of this shit. It's like, no. No. Like, they're showing you two different pictures of the same person and telling you it's a different person. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. It- you don't, don't use your eyes and look at what your eyes see. Look <laughs> at it deeper and think about it and you'll notice. It's just like it really feels like the whole thing is a a mass scale psychological experiment that we're all failing. <laughs> it's no, no, I just i I think this whole thing is stupid. Yes, <laughs> like, I just I was you know it, I I don't like conspiracy thinking for for reasons I think we'll dive into in a little bit. But like this thing, like some people find it fun, but I need a, I need more. I need. <laughs> I need more before I get engrossed in in a in something like this.
1: You know, my theory with shit like this is the all these conspiracy people and this is true of any conspiracy, and if you are one of these, I actually think this about you and I am judging you. <laughs> uh I, I think it's this need to belong to some smarter thing. Like they feel like yeah. they're the only one who's on to some shit going on and they're oh, for excited sure. by the chase. Yeah. And they're like, I know what's really going on. Right, and they like that feeling so much; that they're willing to completely ignore all the other evidence in their own logic.
0: No, that there's there's a lot of truth to that. Like, you know, being part of a community, Avril Rangers. Like, what have what have these people done in the rest of their lives? Where they're (laughs) they're like fighting any kind of good fight? You know, besides just like going to work and coming home and watching Netflix, right. like, you know, like, but just feeling like a ranger. It's just like, there's this feeling that like somehow you're going to do justice. <laughs> well, that's the thing. in this one in utter- particular, like, even if you're right, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what do you do next? Oh, yeah. Like, what do you like uh, call for the arrest of the the head of Arista Records? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I forgot to mention earlier, Avril's had more than one record label. Right. So, like, so she went from Arista to Sony to Warner, and and either like they're all in on it, or Melissa was just really effective at at bamboozling <laughs> these successful, successive major label industry no, yeah, titans. Oh yeah, when Sony
1: picked her up, like you know the real Avril's dead. So. This girl, so, this one's you're less. still a hot
0: commodity. <laughs> yeah. I still think we can sell you. <laughs> you're Avril, but less Canadian. The kid stays in the picture. <laughs> so, if you guys are still convinced that there's some validity to this theory, let me drop one more factoid that I didn't mention earlier. Remember the Brazilian blog from 2011 that started this whole thing? Well, it turns out the person who created that blog admitted that the whole thing was a hoax. Oh. As BuzzFeed reporter Ryan Broderick explained years later, the original post had a line which read, and this is an English translation, This blog was created to show how conspiracy theories can look true.
1: The cat's out of the bag!
0: Yeah. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> furthermore, apparently the Brazilian blog was part of a network of blogs that are basically all about the same thing positing that you know various celebrities died and were replaced by a lookalike and they do this um for people like uh, miley cyrus selena gomez paul mccartney on and on and on and basically they just like scrounge up whatever evidence they can and just try to like frame it in such a way that like is it really a coincidence that x y and z and and like okay that's kind of fun it that part really is interesting from that perspective of how easily can you fool people based off of uh, uh how you frame a particular message i think in as we've learned in the age of social media uh, incredibly easily yes 100% there's been extensive research um in uh, public policy polling where like if you frame you know if you ask uh do you support you know more government uh assistance for those who like cannot afford homes like you'll you'll get very overwhelming support it versus if you frame it as do you support government handouts to you, you know like those who jobless individuals to work, you know like yeah. just like or just framing the exact same thing phrased a different way like if you call it food stamps versus uh Snap. I forget what the actual acronym, but, but what the actual government program is, if you, if you say it in, in the actual language, there's like a 15 point difference in whether people will support yeah. funding this or that thing. There's, that's been demonstrated over and over again. And that's why political parties spend so much time and energy on, on their messaging is because people are primed by, by very small, um, like well, even things.
1: on even on a micro scale, this stuff works. I mean, I use this in the office all the time, and, and all the people mm-hmm. that get the furthest ahead in an office environment are the best at it. They they know how to say sensitive things in very tactful ways and mm-hmm. suggestive ways, and where you come out looking like the good guy, even though you made a difficult decision.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like if you if you can learn to be a a master manipulator of language. I mean that's that's essentially why lawyers are paid so much money. Yeah, yeah is because like they have it down to a science and they can say something that can mean whatever you want it to mean or whatever you need it to mean. And uh, and this you know, this if nebulous concept that we call the truth can just be twisted into any shape or form. Oh
1: yeah, there's no such thing as truth.
0: Okay, so I hope by now that most of you understand that Avril Levine is alive and well. I don't know. (laughs) I have questions. Is that Brazilian blogger? I mean, what's in it for him? He's probably lying. Who's paying that motherfucker? Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, I I kind of assume that most of the people who even talk about this conspiracy, I, I feel like they know deep down it's not true. They're just having fun. You know, but, you know, then again, like with the Internet, it's hard to tell. And certainly we live in an age where people just don't really take the truth all that seriously anymore. And yet there's one thing that I just haven't quite figured out. Why Avril? As this uh, Brazilian blogger implied, you could do this sort of thing with just about any celebrity. Anyone who spent decades as a public figure And has undergone a normal amount of physical and mental and artistic growth. You could, like, take two photos of that person from 10 years apart and say, like, that's not the same person. The real Conan O'Brien died back in the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Look at his cowlick. Look at his strands of hair, you know? And one photo, it's going in. Three spirals, but the next it's going in four spirals. <laughs> in one photo, he has 29 freckles, but the next he has 27. <gasps> but so, but what is it about Avril Levine in particular that made this conspiracy theory blow up as big as it did? And personally, I think it goes back to what we talked about from the very beginning, Avril's authenticity. This young girl emerged out of nowhere in 2002 with an instantly iconic image, one that felt both edgy and accessible, an anti-pop pop star. Her personality felt relatable, and millions of teens felt like they could identify with her. But as Avril grew up and evolved, she developed the motherfucking princess persona and adapted it to the mainstream, and many of those original fans felt left behind. They wondered where the quote-unquote real Avril had gone. Perhaps this whole conspiracy narrative is just a literal expression of that longing, a coping mechanism for our eternally confused generation. And, you know, there's something about conspiracy theories writ large. They all express to me some sort of a fundamental fear or desire.
1: Yeah. Oh, like, yeah
0: you know for example um uh you know 911 which we kind of hinted at earlier like is it scarier to believe that 19 guys with box cutters can bring uh the most powerful nation in the world to its knees or is it weirdly more comforting to believe that our government has such total control over everything that they could orchestrate an event like that without uh the broader portion of us catching on
1: yeah that's totally where it comes from even ridiculous shit like QAnon. i mean that's that's coming from if this is true all the terrible things i think are justified (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) you know like or, or, or you know trump's uh you know election being stolen you know no matter how many audits come out that like the election you know was fair and and not rigged Like, they can't emotionally handle the thought that this person that they invested so much of their hopes and dreams in, you know, wasn't, didn't win or, or wasn't the God that they thought. So, you know, it's just like people want to believe that there's more order in the universe than there actually is. The scariest thing is to accept that there is chaos and capriciousness to the universe. And that people aren't in charge, and you, like, can be a victim of randomness at any given moment. And uh, and just one final point that I make is, you know, that like stuff like the, you know, saying Avril Lavigne is dead. I mean, there, you know, there's kind of a a point that maybe is is a little offensive, given that like a like suicide is a very serious subject. Like, it's arguably the most tragic way a person can die. A lot of people probably know somebody who has died that way. And also, like, with with Avril herself, like, she did have a near-death experience that mm-hmm. was very traumatic for her. But, like, but, but overall, like, it's, it's mostly a silly, harmless theory. Yeah, we got a lot of yucks out of it. Yeah. But conspiracy thinking in general, the reason I don't like it is because on a macro scale, it can be incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Like... Something like January sixth doesn't happen without a, a a mass of millions of people who are primed to believe in you know that like you, you could just take a right. bunch of random bits of evidence and support a narrative that you know emerged out of thin air and has no yeah. you know un- underlying logic to it or 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 you know or even like uh as we've been dealing with for years now. Uh, vaccine conspiracy theories, which have led to the deaths of at minimum tens of thousands of people, have died needlessly because they won't get vaccines. You know, because yeah. uh, people on the internet <laughs> argue that it's uh, you know, like some sort of government plot or whatever. You just you gotta think critically. Mm-hmm. Don't
1: don't start with a conclusion and then look for facts. You, you do it the other way around.
0: Yes. And if you do that, you'll never fall into a conspiracy loop. I, I I always preach Occam's razor, which is you support the conclusion that requires the least number of assumptions. Yeah. yeah. So as we as we said with this theory, like for it to work, you have to assume that A, like, she died, B she died without anyone finding out. See, the record label was able to pull off this unbelievable fraud that would have landed them in jail for decades if they were ever caught. And D, they found someone who looks completely identical to her in her small town high school. (laughs) Yeah. So like versus like believing Avril is alive, like just requires no assumptions other than. Life as it right. normally went on for the past. There's still a person <laughs> named
1: Avril Lavigne making hit music and divorcing Chad Kroger's. Yeah.
0: So you know, like we can have fun with shit like this. I'm sure in the course of uh of this show we'll uncover other like dumb conspiracies that are fun to talk about. But I just I, I really like think that critical thinking is a feature of our society that is sorely lacking. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. So, uh, but overall that about does it. I hope you guys, uh, enjoyed this little mini sewed. Um, I- I'm glad that we didn't, uh, do this as a, as part of the regular episodes because like, I really, I really enjoyed kind of like trying to flesh the whole thing out <laughs> and spending this much time on it. It was a fun aside. Yeah. So, um, if you enjoy polishing turds, uh, please consider giving us a five star rating on the app of your choice. um, please consider telling your friends uh, about us sharing us on uh, social media but otherwise um we are working on our next project which is going to be a review of the bloodhound gang so be on the lookout for that in uh, you know the next couple of weeks or or whatever and otherwise um stay safe and see you next time Brog? Brog. Who's <laughs> that Brog? Brog. Brog.